0: Welcome to the Agents of Innovation podcast, where we feature conversations with entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists. Hello, and welcome back to the Agents of Innovation podcast. I am your host, Francisco Gonzalez, and we have an exciting show today, a great band from Atlanta called the Radio Birds.
1: She got a hold on me, she got a hold on me. She got a hold on me. Ain't nowhere to run for this fool in the
0: minute. And that was a clip from their song Hold on Me on their latest album contemporary american slang some of you might have known the radio birds previously as jk and the lost boys they changed their name a few years ago and we're going to get into a little bit of that with them but uh, first i want to remind you that you can listen to the agents of innovation podcast via itunes stitcher or soundcloud and maybe that's how some of you have gotten to it today Um, also uh please like us on facebook if you go to Uh, Your Facebook search bar, just type in Agents of Innovation Podcast, and you'll find us there. Like the page, and please uh, consider sharing it with friends, family, colleagues, neighbors. Um, That's how many people have learned about this podcast. Uh, You're basically my marketing department, so I really appreciate you spreading the word and introducing people to some new ideas. I know I've learned a lot from some of the uh, entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists that we've had on this program, and I'm sure you and your friends are probably able to benefit as well. And also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at AgentInnovation. And uh, after you listen to this episode, appreciate you um, putting some comments on the Facebook or Twitter page on what you thought about it. So without any further ado, let's get this podcast going. Okay, well, I want to welcome to the Agents of Innovation podcast a great band from Atlanta, playing some plain old rock and roll music, some southern rock. We got JK and the Lost Boys. Oh, no, wait. That's what I used to know them (laughs) as. We actually got the Radio Birds. Hey, guys, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, thanks thanks for having us. Uh,
0: And to be honest with you, that was a complete accidental slip. (laughs) That's fine. Well, yeah, I've probably been chatting about that. So we're going to chat about that because you guys have been around for a little while now. But you've only been known as the Radio Bird since, what, about 2013? Yeah, that sounds about about right. We've been doing this about three years under that name. So uh, based in Atlanta, and um, I first got to know you guys um, at Rock by the Sea, and I don't know, it was probably like five years ago or something when um, I showed up as a a board member. I'm not even sure if I was on the board then. I was maybe just a volunteer as well, and uh, you guys were also volunteers. Uh, Well, J.K., you were. And, yeah,
2: uh, <coughs> I, I was there just uh, trying to cut my teeth, meet meet some folks, and uh, was selling tickets out front at the festival. So I got to hear a lot of it, but uh, did not see a ton of it because I was out front the entire time. But uh, did the after parties, and then would get up at six in the morning and go and sell tickets again. So long days, but fun nights, and yeah. Well, you got to put your work in on the road to
0: rock and roll, right? And so, uh, oh, yeah. It was you and your previous drummer, Chase, and, uh, I, and then, yeah, of course, we would see you at the house shows, and so the one, one cool thing about Rock by the Sea that I've always loved is, and, and Beth is gonna hate me, because, you know, Beth, we started Rock by the Sea, I always tell her at the end of Rock by the Sea when she asks, what was your most memorable moment? I would talk about some house show where people didn't pay any money or donate, right. <laughs> and, and she would be like, I, I thought it would be at, uh, you know, I would thought it would be at Harry A's, and, you know, the, the fun times yeah. are at Harry A's, and that's where they start, but, uh, it's always <laughs> some memorable moment when somebody like J.K. is uh, getting up on a table or something, and uh, in the middle of a house and singing, you know, some cl- uh, <laughs> some some uh, some old Southern uh, rock song. So anyway, yeah. um, uh, but that's where you guys kind of put some dues in, and you came back as J.K. and the Lost Boys the next year or two, played some shows, and and then I remember the time when you put out on Twitter and Facebook and all this that you were going to change your name. And I thought you had a cool name, but you, tell me about the experience of changing your name and how that came about.
2: Well, you know, kind of like how, you know, you were saying that really it was just me there, you know, selling tickets that first year and all that. Um, the band had changed so much by the time we got to, uh, that portion, you know, new members had come on, uh, you know, Chase and Colin. And, um, we had just, really become a band. It originally was, you know, it started with me doing singer-songwriter stuff, and I put a band together. But uh, by the time we were looking to record our third record, it had changed so much that to have something that sounded any way that there was a backing band involved just seemed uh, disrespectful to the (laughs) other guys. So uh, everyone was writing music too, and uh, we were all really collaborative in the efforts. So the music had changed and just kind of the attitude towards the writing had changed. So uh, changing the name just seemed like the next best thing because it no longer was really representative of what that original uh, goal was. And uh, we thought we had uh, progressed enough and the music had progressed enough where it was time to, time to rebrand and kind of start from scratch. So um, how did you come up with the Radio Bird's name? Um, well, we, we did the, we actually, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not totally sure. I, we did the name changing competition online where we let our fans, uh, we let them submit uh, name ideas, which there were some really, really good and really, really inappropriate, uh, name submissions. Uh, I think we all probably have personal favorites. Uh, Chase, what, what was your personal favorite of that one? Uh, I liked, uh, Randy Quaid's Canadian Vacation. That was a good Colin, <laughs> oh, did you have a favorite? No, no. Yeah, my, my personal favorite was Alter Boys to Men. Um, <laughs> the fact that a lot of the the funniest ones had come from one person. One person had come back from the bar at night and just type up a list. But uh, but we let people decide, and, and we threw a couple names in the hat, and Radio Birds was one of them. And um, didn't really come from anywhere, but it uh, – it, did really well, people voted on it, and it was, it ended up, you know, one of the top two or something, and we, uh, so we went with that, and just kind of liked it, because it was, uh, didn't really mean anything, you know, it was kind of a fresh start, uh, we could kind of add meaning to the name, and uh, kind of go from there, so.
0: So kind of like your version of like your confirmation name, kind of like a fresh start?
2: Yeah, I mean, for sure, <laughs> there was, there was no, nothing tied to it, you know, there was no... Strings Attached, it was just about us putting out a record and hopefully we could define that name and make it mean something in the future. Well, I think you guys are going two for two with names because I, I think both of the names
0: you guys have had have been pretty cool and it's funny when you thought, wow, JK and the Lost Boys, it just seemed like such a cool name and you always just refer to you guys as the Lost Boys sometimes um, right. or the other guys in the band as the Lost Boys. And um, But then you came out with Radio Birds and I thought that was a cool name. So uh, for those of you looking for them, um, their website is radiobirds.net. And uh, you can find all their music and everything about them there. You guys also, um, with your experience of Rock by the Sea, you—I know you then in—you were able, you were invited on the Rock Boat back in 2014, and you have since played two more Rock Boats. I was actually on all three of these Rock Boats with you guys, which was awesome. Um, and I remember the first one you were on. You guys just attracted so many new fans, and I think that's why they were brought you back in 15 and 16. And I believe on Rockboat 14 was the year that a New York Times reporter came on board um, to talk about this phenomena of people going on vacations on cruises with like 30 bands on board. Um, and you guys were actually I remember featured with one of your your picture was on was in the New York Times on their uh, the front page of that section that they had on the on the Rockboat.
2: Oh yeah, no, we uh, we definitely remember that very vividly. We were in uh, Austin, Texas for South by Southwest after that first year on the rock boat and uh, thus being in South by Southwest, we had all consumed a lot of consumption I've never seen you guys drink. What are you talking no, about? No, not at all. And uh, I remember getting the email that we were going to be on the cover. And no, no, it wasn't even, we, we didn't even know we had gotten any print. We just found out we were written about in the New York Times, like online. So then, of course, I ran through the streets of Austin screaming that I was on the cover of the New York Times. And
3: uh, wasn't totally, totally true. I think I'm a golden god. Right.
2: It was basically my golden god moment, but probably <laughs> a lot sloppier and not nearly as fun. So, how were those 15 minutes of fame? Uh, you know, our parents were very proud. It did actually take us. a re- It was pretty difficult to get a copy of that, to be- which was kind of sad. We stopped at, like, every major truck stop in Texas. And I remember asking, like, hey, do you guys carry the New York Times? And they'd be like, where's that printed? I was <laughs> like, um... We'll we'll try somewhere else. Thank you. Um, it was. It, I think my my wife had to go to like the like two Starbucks and pick up like all six copies she could get. Like couldn't even find them at like grocery stores. It was wild. So. So tell me guys about your
0: about your music um, and albums that you've put out um,
2: since changing your name to Radio
0: Birds.
1: Um, well, uh,
2: so with the first EP we did, we, um, uh, we just kind of did it totally on our own and it was, we, I mean, we worked with a great producer who we ended up doing the second record with, a guy named Damon Moon, um, here out of Atlanta. And, um, that first EP was definitely, you know, our first step into, um, you know, writing music together and, and making records together, uh, in a super collaborative, um, way, um, and uh, it was you know definitely definitely a much a pretty large step into the rock and roll side of things from where we were before. Um, I think we we're always hinting at it. but um, but yeah, so it, you know it was definitely it was a great experience and we uh, we toured on that for over a year, about a year and a half, I guess. and um, And then uh, we it got time to make the the next record, which I think was. Was definitely like a a test of all of us. We uh, uh, you know we had, we were working with the label now on this record, and um, they had a timeline in mind, and we sort of didn't. And I remember we I think we met in like second week of July, and they had already said, well, if if we if we want to work together, we want to see you guys on the road in August. So we put ourselves on the road all of August, and. Uh, they're like, well, if we're gonna do this record, we, we'd we like to get him in the studio by September, like the very beginning of September. So we went ahead and booked time in a studio in September. And so I think it was the second week of July. They were like, cool, well, you guys wanna make a full length. And we said, yeah, absolutely, we a full length. They're like, do you have enough material for a full length? And we were like totally <laughs> lying through our teeth. And so I think we wrote, I think we had one song done when they asked us that question. So we wrote 10 songs and six weeks before we went into the studio, uh, while on tour the whole time, and did pre-production and all that, so, it was definitely a really, really fast, really, really fast and furious record, but, um, you know, I uh, I think some really great things came out of it, you know, not having to overthink, or not getting the opportunity to overthink anything, you know, it was all, will this work? Yep, all right, cool, do we like it? Cool, can we live with this? Yep, so. There, there's. It's sort of freeing in that, and in, in some ways, because you're not getting, you know, tied down onto the nitty gritty of tones or anything like that. What sounds right first? Kind of go with your first instinct. So, just to remind our audience, we're talking with
0: the Radio Birds here, and we've got Justin Keller, um, who's uh, the front man, and uh, otherwise known as J.K. Uh, we've also got Colin. Uh, and Colin Dean who's uh, on drums and Chase LaMondo on guitar and we got Mikey uh, Mikey bass player Oh, switch right, oh. Chase LaMondo's on bass and Oh, Chase Mike. is on bass and Mikey's yeah. Uh, guitar Yeah, Mike Ford um, So anyway, um, tell me so uh, Mikey's just been with the band since November officially uh, and the other guys you guys have all been on pretty uh, much longer uh, tell me a little bit more about um, kind of coming together working together traveling together and songwriting
3: we found uh we know mike because he actually had been filling in with a band he we went on tour with for a little while called death on two wheels and it was kind of one of these things where i don't know how long did you have to prepare for that oh like a week yeah they had like a week to put to to learn a whole bunch of songs with a whole band with the with basically just the singer from the uh from the original version of that band and so uh, we did, I don't know, like a week long tour with him filling in with that band. And uh, so when we found that we needed a guitarist on, you know, relatively short notice, we immediately called Mike. We we're like, Mike, we know you can do this. It's like my thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last minute guitar <laughs> yeah, playing, brother. Yeah, we're going on the road in two days. Let's but, uh, do this. So, yeah, you know, it's just like you, you go, you hole up in the rehearsal space and you and you work, and uh and that's whether you're working on you know teaching mike the the old songs or getting starting to work on new stuff because that's what we've been spending our time doing when we haven't just been rehearsing is trying to get new stuff ready Uh, we spent some time up in the converse studios in brooklyn Uh, they do this thing called rubber tracks and you just show up and they give you all a pair of shoes and which were much needed. And, and they give you like a couple hours and they say you can do whatever you want. So we, we basically took our time and did, uh, you know, a real, a real tight version of one of our newest songs and then kind of a demo version of another one. And so you, know, you got to take those moments when you can write on the road whenever you can. So that was a good example of kind of what we're, what we're working with right now is new music as much as we can.
0: Well, good. Well, um, you guys are also uh, pretty recognizable because I think you've all you, you're kind of like a bearded band, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, you guys uh, kind of got a little scruffier, a little a little longer hair as your uh, as your uh, bio even describes here on your website. Uh, but uh, wh- what is it like, really, though, traveling around? You guys have that uh, that beard stuff you sell, right? Yeah, the beard oil. We we uh, we the beard we were, oil. Yeah, yeah, looking to looking to reorder, but <laughs> basically you, you just you don't you don't really you, you kind of stay up late at these gigs.
3: Got to get on the road. You don't have time to shave, right? No. <laughs> well, what it, we, it, we usually stay uh, at this point? You know, we'll we get a hotel occasionally. Usually, we stay with friends or people who feel sorry for us or love us. <laughs> and uh, it would be incredibly rude to for us to try to shave in somebody's bathroom like this point. Especially at this point. <laughs> it just oh, a-, at this point. Murder, a murder scene A slash like, forest. Yeah, woodland creature yeah.
2: murder scene, yeah. That poor Ewok. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I take it, I know you guys, you know, as a band, you're, you're constantly on the road, you're traveling, and you spend a lot of time together uh, in a van, right? That is correct, yeah. Um, what is
2: it like spending that much time with Chase? <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Chase is a... Chase is a 100% pleasure. So, so we all sort of have our our designated seats. And Chase has his cave in the back. He has, the, so he has the back bench. And so uh, we need to make sure that Chase's laptop is charged. Because um, he has about six movies that he keeps on rotation. I think it's like the Lord of the Rings series and like the Matrix series. And then like, I don't know. Touch by an angel. Don't Um, pigeonhole me into just those. All right. I said touch by an angel, like the complete series. Um, Angels in the outfield. Right. No, it is funny though when uh, our manager Dustin will kind of he'll come on the road with us when he can, and um, it is funny because he's he's always like, "Are you guys okay?" And we're like, "Yeah, we're fine." But it's because he's throwing off the. The feng shui and like the the feel that we have all – we have our personalized seats and like
3: – Well, hold on. Let me interrupt because I'll say I don't think anybody cares but JK because I steal his front seat. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happens. Dustin gets like seasick or something when he rides in the van, uh, which means that's when you play too many video games and sitting in the front seat. And, Basically, uh, it's it like you your good. sickly grandmother
1: on the road <laughs> and having to take care of oh, her and, 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 you know. so, so,
0: we're, so we're hearing from Dustin, who's the manager of JK. Dustin, what is it like trying to manage these guys?
3: Uh, it's it's horrible. It's like hell – no, it's, 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 <laughs> it's
2: great. These guys are actually probably the easiest band I've ever worked with because they kind of know – what they gotta do and they know it's a lot of hard work and they just go and do it and a lot of other bands once they start working hard they go oh man this kinda sucks and so uh, I have to coax them into doing things but these guys these guys are easy so um, and being on the road with them is really easy too they, they they know I'm I'm soft and so they give me all the beds and comfort so they're pretty nice to me but yeah, I mean, it's it, everyone sort of has their place. Col and I usually are up front. Uh, usually, listen to some NPR podcast because we're sort of tired of listening to music at that point, and, or just silence. And
3: well, now you got
0: to listen to the Agents of Innovation podcast. Now we know. Yeah, this is this is episode fifteen. You got to go back. We've got we've had Melodyne and Steve Everett and Amy Gerhart's, Man, uh, Paul well, Fow. We've got some great musicians that have been on here, plus other entrepreneurs. So we're heading to Philly
2: tonight, so we got plenty. To- Boom. Download them.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, um, uh, this has been great having you guys on, and uh, I, I, the one thing also, you know, with, with Chase, I, listening to that story, it sounded like he's like the child in the back seat that you just kind of want to keep entertained with the movies. Is that that's about that's about right?
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. He is just. We just. We all have our. I say that more because we all have like defined our little space in the van. And Chase is just happens to be in the back. And it's more, you know, it's like maintaining a wonderful family relationship. We have, and sometimes you maintain that by not talking to each other. Do you know
3: what I mean? Like, and you have to put down physical tape lines. So, they, like, do not cross. Right. Get yeah. your finger out of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay. So, you guys
0: have played Rock by the Sea. you played The Rock Boat. you played South by Southwest. And in 2015, you played over 150 uh, dates or 150 shows, I guess you could say. Um, what have been some of, first of all, what was that like 150 shows in a year? That seems crazy. But also, uh, just tell me some of your most memorable times, uh, on the road or, or particular venues or particular festivals. What has kind of stuck out to you?
3: Um, well, we did, we yeah. did one in, uh, in Idaho. That was just a, this one festival that we got invited to right in the middle of the Sawtooth Mountains, Stanley, Idaho. And, uh, it's probably one of the like cleanest, clearest, most beautiful places I've ever seen. It looks like the step from *The Sound of Music*. Yep. Just wanna frolic in it. Yeah. It's like with 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 crazy Idaho people on four wheelers with like machine guns and stuff. Yeah. My favorite place on earth.
2: Uh, um. Yeah. Not always love going to Knoxville. Um. Like New York, Austin's great. Um. I mean, I think we all have like probably personal favorite uh, stops along the way, but. It's cool to see some, Mark- Knoxville's, like I said, one that comes to mind where we've been playing that place for five years and thought it was okay, and then something clicked, and then now the shows are great. I mean, we love going to Knoxville, look forward to it. Um, but in regards to, you know, the 150 yeah. shows, it honestly sort of creeped up on us, to yeah. be totally honest. I mean, we just kind of, we knew what the schedule was, we knew where it needed to be, and we just, you know, got in the van and went to it, and... I think it was about a year ago this November so over a year, about a year and a half ago now uh our manager Dustin was talking to somebody in a meeting and kind of we were all sitting there and he was talking on our, on our behalf and he was like I think you know I think the guys need to be playing you know 150 dates a year and they can be doing that no problem and I know we all kind of gave him the stink eye like we can are you serious you think we can do that and then he texted us all this uh December and was like, Congratulations, happy 150th show. And we were like, Oh, guess you were right. All right. And he liked to remind us that he was correct. But um, I just believed in you guys. We did it, I guys. Let's do it. Yeah. And I just didn't know. It's like pulling the kids' tooth out. You just do it real quick without telling them, they don't even notice. Yeah. No, I'm sure this year we'll break 200. Um,
3: it's like pulling 150 teeth <laughs> yeah. one at a time. <laughs>
2: Well, Dustin has been there since the beginning, uh, so
0: I've seen him uh, through all through all of this. Uh, well, um, you guys have also uh, had your, one of your at least one of your songs that I know of uh, featured in a major motion picture. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how that happened.
2: Um, well, it's uh, we had our uh, uh, we actually wrote a song for the movie. It was a, um, a song called "Ease My Mind," and uh, we did it for a movie called "Road to Paloma." And uh, it was uh, a buddy of ours, Jace Momoa, Um, he was, he had this indie flick that he had written and directed and uh, shot with just his group of friends, you know, and put it together and um, they took it on the festival circuit and uh, the film did great. And when we met, he showed me the original film and I thought it was great. And they found out that it was going, uh, that they were going to get full distribution. So when you get full distribution, uh, the light song licenses get a lot more expensive. So they had their dream soundtrack, which was, you know, like CCR and Tom Waits and um, uh, yes, Rolling Stone. I mean, so expensive licenses to buy Uh, and the production company that was taking it forward wasn't going to pay for it. So he just said, you know, well, screw it. I'll just get my friends to do it. So. Uh, he sent all the scenes out to a bunch of his friends and, um, so now it's great. Like the soundtrack is, I mean, I'm sure, you know, just his personal friends putting this stuff together. So it's like shovels and rope and us and a couple great bands out of LA, wild Reeds, and the uh, diamond light on the soundtrack. And, um, it was fun. I mean, we got to write two a scene, you know, two scenes, like it was fun. So it's a good experience for us. It's been great. And, uh. So, how did you guys
0: write that song? Was it a song you already had, that, or was it something where you you watched a scene, or you or you were told something about a scene, and you came up with a a sound um, uh, lyrics and, and a soundtrack?
2: Yeah. So we we came up with it. We were uh, he sent us over the scenes and um, and you know I we'd already seen it, and so we knew what the original song was that was in it. It was a Dead Weather song in the scene that we did. Um, but it was sort of funny how it came about. Uh, we were we were going through the scenes, and there's this one scene where it's, like, this guy just, like, super down on his luck, like, and just going on a binge. And I was like, I think I got a song idea for that. I can make that happen. Uh, but the scene starts with, like, it's in a strip club, so it's just this stripper's ass just, like, shaking back and forth as she's, like, walking towards this dude. So I was like, well, how do we make this fit perfectly? So we just, like did a tap tempo to the stripper's butt, and then wrote the song to that tempo, and uh, and that's how it all began. So it, it does fit perfectly in the scene. Uh, it is rhythmically correct uh, for the walk-in. So and That's all of that. So. Yeah, it was funny calling my wife and to be like, hey, honey, come look what I've been working on. And she's like, oh, great. Glad to see you've been working real hard back here.
0: So, so, so a song basically inspired by a stripper's butt, that's... That's I beautiful. guess yeah that's, yeah. In late, 99 of all songs
3: yes. are inspired by. Yes. Yes.
0: That. Well, uh, that's great. So, which song was that particularly?
3: Uh, it
2: was a song called "Ease My Mind."
0: Ease My Mind, and we're gonna play one of your songs here at the end. Which which song did you guys want to play?
2: Uh, we're gonna play. Uh, we just released a music video for this song about um, two months ago, and uh, it's a song called "Wait for Me in the Fall." It's off the off the newest record. Well, fantastic. Well,
0: we've, uh, we'll have we'll play Wait For Me in the fall here, and uh, really just uh, great to have you guys on, and we'll definitely follow you. Um, as I mentioned to everybody earlier, uh, you can follow Radio Birds uh, on their website, radiobirds.net. They're on Twitter, at Radio Birds, and on Facebook and all those things, Spotify. Buy their stuff on iTunes. Uh, what do you guys, before we get to the end of the song here, what do you guys have planned for 2016, as far as touring, uh, any songwriting, any any new music on the horizon?
2: Uh, a little bit of all of that. <laughs> uh, we we got a pretty pretty heavy tour schedule, um, and it'll be all over. Uh, it'll be all over the U.S. Um, uh, you know, just about everywhere in the U.S. will will most likely hit at least regionally, West Coast, and uh, um, a lot on the East Coast and uh, eastern half of the country, including Texas and. Uh, all that and then um, have a couple weeks off here and there to uh, focus on writing a new record and recording a new record and so uh, a little bit of all the new stuff this year. Well that's exciting uh, and like I said it was great to see you
0: guys on the rock boat and also you were just here in Tallahassee uh, this week and it was great to, uh, to see you in a, at another venue um, and, and, and we'll see you back uh, I'm sure on the road pretty soon. Uh, so, you got everybody can check out their tour at radiobirds.net. Uh, I want to thank Justin, Colin, Chase, and Mike um, for being on the program. And now we will listen to uh, Wait for Me in the Fall. Thank Thanks. you guys. Thanks, Cisco. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Thanks. Have a great week.
1: Take me back to old Carolina. Won't you come run away with me? I know I can't give you all you hold for, but I can give you all you need. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Give me something soft like sweet religion. Give me something in this world I can believe No, I don't need much, I don't need much to get by But your skin is all I need Could you wait for me? you in the fall oh, oh, oh. Love you in the fall I will sit here Wait for you forever But I know It'll take some time I wouldn't move on If this heart would let me but I know it'd be a lie. I, oh, I know it'd be a lie. Oh. oh.